Hello, welcome to Postcards from Antioch, a training and discipleship podcast from Barson Church. Today I'm joined by Oz, uh, James by the way, I should mention that. We are talking about spiritual disciplines today, is that right? That's right, that's a specific area of Christian life and living. Yes, that's right. So we are going to, it's kind of a a broad overview, an introductory kind of session on this topic. We'll look at different things and we're planning to have another couple of sessions where we look at some more specific practical applications of how we live as Christians, how we exercise our spirituality at at home and in the workplace. But today Oz is just going to gently introduce the topic and help us understand what spiritual disciplines are and how they relate to our day-to-day relationship with Christ so that's right and spiritual disciplines is kind of a phrase that maybe sounds quite oh that's this is this is about kind of making sure we're 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 keeping in line it's that word discipline it is yeah most of us probably feel like that we don't like to be disciplined or we're not very good at keeping um yeah, the disciplines, the things that we'd like to in life. But I think I think there's other phrases that you come across in this area. Mm-hmm. Spiritual formation, yeah. that sounds a lot more warm yes. and soft. Yeah. And oh, I'm being formed. And actually, I, I love the heart behind that. Yeah. Um, or holy habits, grace, rhythms. I don't know if okay. you've come across some of those things. Uh, maybe. No, I, I like the word spiritual disciplines, to be honest, because yeah. I... Yeah, I feel like discipline is a part of Christian life. So I'm a fun guy to be around. <laughs> so how do we begin to uh, understand what that's about? Their discipline, it's something that requires commitment, uh, maybe focus, intentionality. Uh, we do uh, disciplines is, is used at different spheres of academia, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, that's right and study Um, so that's maybe one way we use that language or to keep you know to the agreed kind of um, path of life you're you're disciplined Um, but I think there's there's more for us spiritually that can invoke a certain aspect of our relationship with God which may or may not be helpful yeah that's right I can understand I can totally understand why that word is difficult for some people Um, we all have different experiences bring different baggage with us I think don't we into to some of those those Christian phrases that we hear? Yeah, and so I think I'd love us to think about it. Um, yeah, we do need to make sure that we we commit to an intended kind of path to grow spiritually, but also think about the way that they enable space for God to show up in yeah. our in our daily life. They create an opportunity for us to grow and be blessed by Him and to understand what it means to live in his grace uh, rather than just do things that then lead to growth mm. okay yeah it's communion with god mm. that's at the heart of yeah. spiritual discipline in, in my understanding um so so what might be some of the different examples of that in in, in your life if you've got different areas that you seek to grow spiritually and through sort of what sort of spiritual disciplines or yeah. habits yeah that's right. yeah so um personally the see when i was when uh, maybe it was the same for you but sort of when i became a christian a big sort of through the the 80s and 90s a big uh 
concept was this thing, quiet times, have your quiet time, which was shorthand for a kind of a daily moment where you sit down and you read your Bible and you pray and it's you're quiet. Um, I think, but I think, so, so those are, you know, had good habits, I think. And those are yeah. things that are important to me. I think other disciplines that can be a bit noisy, like worship. Yes. Like the discipline of the habit of, of personal worship, not just worshiping in waiting for Sundays as a sort of, as a congregational experience, but expressing worship, whether it's through prayer or through music and so on, or dance or whatever you want to do. Uh, fasting is one I found helpful at different times in my lives. Um, for me, I go through um, seasons, if you like. Mm. There'll be seasons where a particular spiritual discipline mm. will be helpful, and then I might not do it for a while. Like fasting is an example of that. I've had periods where that has been a big part of my life, and then periods where that's something I've let go and yeah. put to one side for a while. Uh, so um, there are other things. I feel like I'm doing most of the talking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Sorry. And actually, I think this session, it's it's going to be sharing our experience, looking at yeah. passages, trying to unpack a bit about um, how we can grow in this. But yeah, and yeah, for me, I think similarly, I grew up being encouraged in a good way to have to read my Bible notes, to have that disciplined time each morning and that actually stuck with me through my latter teenage years and 20s and to, to now if i don't i remember even before before kids so um sort of 10 15 years ago thinking well i've done this you know almost every day of my life it's just an ingrained habit i'm quite a habitual person this works for me but then as soon as children came along oh how do i manage this oh i'm i'm, I'm up at odd hours of the night i'm tired I'm losing. How do I grow in my faith? And um, so different periods of life have grown my my the things that have been really shaping for me in different ways. And I think I also would say that, yeah, you know, that there's good in in a time each day, but there's so much more than that. Mm. And learning to take God with you throughout the day and realize he is yeah. with you throughout the day um, as you drive that listening to worship music that's right yeah respond in the chaos of family life or in the workplace taking a minute to pray before you respond to an email all sorts of stuff yeah so i suppose uh just listening to you talk makes me think that though i don't know if i ever thought about it this way but the disciplines i suppose like you were saying earlier um they're not something you do because you think this this discipline this time that i'm reading my bible or this time that i'm fasting or this time that i'm practicing uh whatever spiritual discipline that's where god is it's yeah. kind of prepare god is there but it's kind of opening you up for to be in your whole life yes you said when you're that's not a part of our what we sometimes refer to as like whole life discipleship yeah we don't keep god in a sacred corner of one room and one chair at one time a day and then not church bring him out at church on sunday this yeah whole life like and yet the flip side of that is we should be seeking specific space to really yeah. create an environment where we're listening we're reading we're interceding we're worshiping in an undistracted way um, so i think we need we need both yeah and i think spiritual disciplines or habits 
Like I think it's easy for me to forget that God is with me, say. So sometimes I have in my life tiny small triggers, if you like, that remind me when I feel like, so when I'm driving in my car, maybe I've got something that reminds me um, that God is with me now. And it's not necessarily, you know, a 10 minute prayer time, or just a, something. And that can be a spiritual discipline as well. Or yes. a, yeah. it doesn't have to be a, a sort of intense. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just something intentional that develops your relationship with God or reminds you maybe that's and I think one of the issues can be otherwise that we we turn these disciplines that for our good and benefit into laws yeah and we have a yeah. legalistic approach where oh, I haven't done it I feel guilty yeah absolutely and I, yeah. I'm now bringing fear or guilt into my relationship with God in a sense that he wouldn't want um and so we, we don't want them to be controlling in a negative sense and and unhelpful but instead yeah fellowship communion looking forward to being with god to see how we can learn grow bring him our burdens and our needs and um different different authors and uh, theologians probably and churches you've probably that you've heard sermons in or delivered sermons on have break down these spiritual disciplines in different ways and this just uh, got this book richard foster's celebration discipline i know you've, you've yeah yeah um, um, we've used it with program. our interns and ministry trainees over the years. <laughs> I know that uh, small groups in the church have used this and studied it together. So if you haven't, um, if you're watching this and you haven't engaged with this book, we would we'd really encourage it. Yeah, it's a very good book. And the path to spiritual growth, that's what it's about. Um, but what I like about it is some of the ways that he reflects on the different types of disciplines. And you can categorize things like this in different ways, but the way he does in a helpful sense is there's an inward group of disciplines so think of prayer meditation fasting memorizing of scripture on your own it's internalizing and it's meeting god in that kind of way in the space and yeah we can pray with others of course but thinking about inward prayer outward the outward disciplines which maybe are simplicity solitude um submission service they're kind of seen in the out outward spaces a bit more. Yeah. Um, they all, well, quite a few of them happen to start with S. <laughs> Just a coincidence, <laughs> isn't it? Um, and then corporate, so as well as inward and outward, the corporate with others, which would be like you've referred, Sunday worship. Yeah. Confession, sometimes. Um, we can talk about that in a bit, maybe. Guidance, how we do that with others corporately, not just on our own. And celebration, that, that sharing of stories and testimonies of worship. So that I think breaking down disciplines in these categories can be quite helpful. And it might be that, um, yeah, somebody is looking to grow in some areas more than others because of the type of church tradition they're from. Yeah. So for me, the areas that I hadn't really ever come across until I went to theological college back in 2010 were thinking about retreat, thinking about... Um, the place of solitude and silence some church traditions are very good at that yeah not that's sure right evangelical protestantism is no we're strong on the uh those inward ones generally i think yeah. the particularly the the bible focused ones yeah um but yeah we can learn from other traditions on some of those mm. well though those even those outward ones like yeah. service service and submission and things like that 
So one thing that shaped me was having a quiet day um, at college in the middle of our 10 week term, week five, Wednesday of week five was quiet day. And you weren't meant to talk to anyone on campus. You weren't meant to do any work. There were no lectures. You were encouraged to take a day to be with God and to practice retreat, silence, um, meditation, not study so much, prayer. So some of the disciplines that lent themselves to that a bit more. And I remember, and every time, when, when did the deadlines for assignments start? Week seven, week eight. So you kind of got to week five thinking, well, to prepare well for my quiet day, I've got to start. The, otherwise, on the quiet day, I'm going to be going, oh, got a deadline in two yeah. and a half weeks time. Yeah. Haven't even started it. So it almost forced the structuring and a, a practice of managing your time well and being able to go, even though I'm overwhelmed by approaching deadlines, I'm stopping. So that that was a, 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 a learning curve for me. Yeah. Um, one example anyway so so there's a a bit of a opener into them I wonder if we can think about why our relationship with God matters so much because if these disciplines in a community sense a personal sense are really important for our spiritual growth um, that's all because uh, when we become Christians we often talk about this it's not a it's not about rules it's not a religion it's about a relationship so why is our experience of God so significant? And I guess we've all we've probably got a different experience of that. Maybe we meet God in different ways and hear from him in different ways through our different personalities. But yeah, I, I don't know if we can think a bit about um, how we experience God and we can look at a passage or two. But in your relationship with God are the things that you think, ah, that tends to be the how I yeah. and enjoy being with him. So I'm... As you know, I'm an introvert, so things like most of my experiences with God, well, maybe not most, but many of my experiences with God, and certainly my default setting, are those um, quiet, inward ones, Um, and solitude as well. I'm a big fan of solitude. Uh, That's your personality rather than because of its spiritual benefits. Um, but I find it easy to be by myself. I find it easy to um, withdraw, and those are the those are the things that sort of resonate with my soul. Those kind of withdrawing, being quiet, meditating, reflecting, praying, um, and those those have been very significant for me. And I think. Um, like like you said you have it you tend to do what comes naturally in a sense of what your tradition has brought you up to do and it can be freeing and enriching to explore other traditions sort of spiritual disciplines and that can be really helpful but it's also i think gracious of god to also meet you where you find it easiest to go i suppose a lot of the time he doesn't Although sometimes he stretches me by meeting me in in places um, beyond out of my comfort zone or spiritual experiences that are foreign to me, but generally he's gracious enough to say, "No, this is what you find easy, James." So I'm happy to meet you there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think 
I can kind of take half of it on my own. By the end of that, I'm kind of looking for people and yeah. um, a bit of input. I, I, I love time alone with God, but probably can't do it as for as long as maybe others yes yourself. <laughs> you know, you'd be happy with days um so I, I think i think you know we all need to develop our own alone time with god but some of us me included would crave community spaces mm. to meet and relate to god and experience and hear from him through be that services or worship or social space or serving with others in a missional context um but yeah, I think it's a fascinating question to think about how we can grow in our relationship and not just go, this is what I've done, I'll, I'll keep it here. Yeah. And those other traditions, those other disciplines that maybe we might have neglected or just never even thought of, part of this podcast would be saying, look into them, yes. read about yeah. them in the Bible. And there's um, different examples we'll come to in a minute. I just thought on that note, like the heart of God wanting us to take time to be with him it is really important so maybe just look at two passages that mm -hmm. reveal that i wonder if you could jump into one john chapter two and verse 28 and then i'll um i'll look at john 15 and john um if you're familiar with the new testament has got quite a strong emphasis i think on relating relate his relationship with god um, so yeah if you could read from verse 28 of chapter 2 to 3 verse 1 sure as so i'm reading from the niv um 1 john 2 starting at 28 and now dear children continue in him so that when he appears we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming if you know that he is righteous you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it does not know him. Thank you. And so we've, we've got language in those few verses that are about knowing, about being in him, about the Father's lavish love. Um, being born of him they're all very personal intimate words really aren't they mm -hmm. and that I think can helpfully remind us of the relationship um, that we are born into um, as a father with a child or a mother with a child which is just a, a powerful image to remember and then the, the other verse um, that came to mind when I was thinking about this is in John's gospel chapter 15 mm -hmm. and Jesus talking about being um, the vine and us being the branches and the importance of remaining in him or other translations have abiding mm -hmm. in him so you know it says i'm the vine you are the branches if a man remains in me and i in him he'll bear much fruit apart from me you can do nothing and the outworking of that is if you don't then you won't bear yeah. much fruit and then as the father has loved me verse nine so have i loved you now remain in my love if you obey my commands you will remain in my love just as I've obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love. There seems to be this this kind of three-way movement of love and obedience and knowing God remaining in him. And that's at the heart of, I think, how we can engage in these disciplines. That That's the foundation yeah. um, which we can share. So 
So with those things in mind, let's maybe just think about a few examples of personal growth and then we'll, we'll look at community growth as well. So um, what should we look at? Prayer, retreat, fasting or meditation? What do we fancy? If we pick one of them, um, yeah. what's going to be helpful? Well, you shall, shall yeah, I you okay. pick one? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll think about meditation mm -hmm. and we can refer to that in the light of when we retreat and fast. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's pretty linked to prayer. They kind of overlap. Yeah. Don't they? That's right. Yeah. So one thing that I've come across in people that I've discipled at Barton and in my own personal walk over the years is that often this quiet time we talk about, mm. I'm going to kind of break that down a bit and go, what if, can either be an attempt to study in a short window that basically fails or an attempt to begin to meditate but then moves into a bit of study and is a neither or and how it's more helpful to kind of go, I'm going to take some time to to just meditate and not be disappointed because I've got 101 questions that aren't answered yeah. or, or study but not have enough time to do it well and then feel un so actually that's a bit of an open but what what really how do we understand meditation let's start with that in contrast to something like studying the bible so i think there is a difference isn't yeah. there I, I think so for me meditation is less so studying from again the connotation for me is there's an element of academic discipline about it you're trying to so usually study involves texts other than the bible or websites or something you're looking researching what other people have discovered or interpreted or the the, the context and the culture and all those kind of things whereas meditation for me is about mulling it over in your own taking just the the scripture and mulling that over in your own mind almost sort of chewing it like a cow chews cud yeah. Yeah. um and seeing i suppose what what unlocks when you go through that process what the holy spirit draws to your attention um when you reflect uh, and it can take yeah meditate see meditating i suppose has connotations of thinking which i think it is but i think you can also like just speaking the a verse say over and over as a, a kind of yeah and seeing what happens can yeah. be a form of meditating very much agree and i think it's it's different to the, the classic <laughs> buddhist meditation yeah. or the emptying of your mind yes because we're talking about scripture and filling our mind with god's words so we're not it's not about detachment it's about attaching yourself to the vine about listening but not stuffing our minds yes. and yeah. and critiquing and breaking down and analyzing yeah. and these other things that are really valuable so yeah i think reflection over um, kind of real study and a kind of experiencing the presence of God as we just slow and listen and wait those kind of things yeah I think and I think I think that is often how God can speak to us in our context in that day give us what we need mm. um, some bits of the Bible more helpful for that than others yeah hmm yeah, so where would you go, go if someone said, oh, I'd love to do this, what, what sort of places would you point people? Well, I think the Psalms are a good um, place for meditation because they're written 
sort of as a form of poetry so they're kind of built for that taking small chunks and sort of tasting them and reflecting on them um and they often use images which can be helpful like when you think about a verse it can conjure up an image and you can think on that um so reflecting on on that so the psalms i find helpful i think some extracts for like uh, john john's letters are a good example some of the let new testament letters i think yeah. but especially if you just take a bit rather than kind of chat yeah exactly i think when i think about meditation i'm generally thinking about a manageable section i don't because i think you have to go yeah you have to kind of really grab hold of it and you, it's easier to do that with a small chunk maybe even a verse or something and i i find that i tend to do this pri primarily when i you know read the bible in the morning before i get on with my day i try and do that this sort of meditation on a few verses and maybe it's like up to half a chapter or something if it's a story and i try and stop myself going into sermon writing mode yes which is hard that is difficult i think if yeah as you know both preachers yeah. so that is a definite the temptation is when you encounter scripture is to start yeah. writing a sermon breaking it down and so one of the challenges might be not just for us but for others too is how do you then be faithful to your handling of scripture and yet also get the benefit of meditation because you know th when we think about study or properly reading scripture we need to think about context observation of the text interpreting and applying are those things not needed when we meditate or are they are they areas that we do but kind of just just you know i think that's one of the challenges for people sometimes and me when i read the bible is yeah how to slow down and just listen but also not misuse the bible mm. uh, and go oh I'll just pull that out but it's out of context um, so yeah not not saying i've got an answer to that but Mate, that's something that I've found that people have sometimes struggled with with meditation. Um, one thing I could say on that, though, is that as we get more familiar with the Bible, we we then yeah. more automatically apply these principles of thinking about context. We kind of know the Psalms. We know David's written them that we might be reading or we're aware of um, the importance of not just jumping straight to me, that we've, we've got a history of Israel. We pre-christ oh so some of these things can kind of just embed in our mind yeah. which means we can read and just reflect on one verse and think and allow that to kind of wash over us and point us to christ or give us encouragement because it's a reminder that god is faithful and with us in today's pressured situation or whatever it may be um so how how would say you were james off on a retreat day or you know maybe fasting how would you use meditation across the course of the day um, that discipline have you have you got any um kind of tips or things that you've done that you've found helpful to apply this in in some of the other um ways i think well i think one of the hardest things is knowing what to choose right maybe if i'm naturally reading through a section of the bible you might it happens but if you sort of said go away and meditate on something what would i what would i choose to meditate on i i don't know but i think once you've chosen that maybe 
I don't know. Maybe uh, you could meditate on some of the. I didn't mention it before, but it did occur to me like the those narrative sections, those stories. I think can be quite rich for meditation because when you kind of put yourself in the story and think about more than just what the words on the page, but the smell, the sight, the sounds, that can be quite helpful. But so. I'm avoiding answering your question, basically. At the moment. You are. Yeah, I'm doing a good job of it. <laughs> so if I had a passage, how would I meditate on a retreat day? You'd read the passage. I'd probably, if it was short enough, if it was a verse or two, I'd probably try and memorize it as well. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I like to walk. So going for a walk and maybe thinking about what I've read, thinking about that verse. Yeah. As I said, saying it out loud. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of playing it over in your mind. Yeah. Giving space to pray into it, to just think about something else and come back to it. So it's, yeah. It's a, yeah, ongoing process rather than I've done it, move Yeah, on. that's right. It's not yeah. something, meditation is not something you could probably do effectively in five minutes, I think. Though, you know, if God is gracious, then yes, you can. But... Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a a commitment to a lengthier process. Yeah. Maybe not just, you know, a retreat day, but maybe over weeks or months or longer, you may sort of wrestle with a particular section of scripture. Yeah. Great. So there's a few pointers on meditation. We've thought a bit about how we might use it in retreat, yeah. coupled with fasting, maybe, as we're pulling back from food or some other area that we felt led to fast on that we focus in then so we don't just kind of go oh when can I eat next oh, I've got to count down the hours <laughs> but actually I'm going to fill that time with prayer and meditation I'm going to feed on God's word and my walk with him and and um, and yeah so we, we can do these things they come together memorizing and grow us in different ways and I, I think um just one passage I thought I'd just jump to. There's loads of verses on meditation. I don't think we're going to dive around all the Bible, yeah. um, particularly the Psalm, Psalm 119, I think. It's yeah. one of those structured Psalms where there's a reference to the word of God in different ways, commands, precepts, laws. Um, almost in every verse of Psalm 119, it's packed full of truth. And the very start of Psalm 1 comes with the importance of meditating on the word of the Lord and Joshua 1.8 and all sorts. But what I thought was just actually in Timothy um, chapter 4 and verse 7 to 8. This is maybe slightly wider, but it reminds us of why we, we need a plan. We need to train. We need to think about discipline. And I'll just read it. It just says, um, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales, which is always quite a funny phrase. Rather, train yourselves to be godly. Physical training is of some value. But godliness has value for all things, holding promise of both the present life and the life to come. And it made me think that actually um, these disciplines, be that meditation, fasting, retreat, prayer, whatever, or silence, solitude, confession, they're good for us now spiritually. They create space for us to hear from God, to speak to God, to grow in abiding in him, but also for life to come. So somehow what we're doing now in this training yeah. is preparing us for what's ahead and um that's even more exciting so it's like the 
the goal isn't just my physical fitness now you know that i've recently run the london marathon it's like all that training wasn't just for one day it was also for future races in theory or a future goal that's even greater and equivalently the spiritual disciplines that the, the, the living we're doing now is is good now but it's also doing something yeah for what's to come sort of has eternal consequences repercussions mm. in some way yeah yeah um thomas a kempis who's i think a catholic mm. I wrote oh, a really, Kempis, really yeah. good book on imitation of Christ. Did you come across it? Yeah, yeah, I've read it. Yeah, yeah. and um, I remember when I read it and reflected on it, and I, I came across a quote that from him, and he he talked about meditation and disciplines and and the importance of um, seeing them as a familiar friendship with Jesus. I thought that was a really good phrase to summarize what they're trying to do growing a friendship with Jesus, a familiar one. So they're things that should be happening regularly. Um, but in any friendship, you don't just go to the cinema. You don't just talk about one thing. No, that's right. You probably do lots of different things. You eat, you walk, you talk about work, family, you go on holiday maybe. You... So the breadth of disciplines enable that friendship to deepen. So let's just maybe finish thinking about community so we've thought quite a lot about on our own yes that's right um community growth um could you read acts 2 42 to 47 as a bit of a guide to this just to get us thinking about how we're not saved and grow just on our own independently yeah we grow on our own personally but also in community with others so if you could read that passage okay yeah Acts 2 um 42 uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So a well-known passage at the start of the book of Acts that really paints the picture of this first Christian community, um, united in the gospel and devoted fellowship is at the heart of that growing in number numerically but also in how they're practicing stewardship selling possessions giving to the needy worshiping together praying together breaking bread together so quite a few disciplines just in that passage yeah. um, but none of them really are on their own you're on your own you're with others um, and so yeah i just thought we'd talk about that a bit really um, and what do you think is good for us in doing the growing with others what's hard what's good i don't know you got any reflections on yeah um, area, really so uh <clears throat> what's hard i mean what's hard is just personality wise for some of us obviously we're more naturally oriented towards doing things by ourselves, benefiting from that but I think it can be hard to 
one of the things about growing together is you have to be vulnerable with other people you have to talk with other people about where you're at what you're struggling with or or they get to see you you're not very good at certain things or or so on uh, that can be difficult i think uh, people can be you know yeah there's uh, a, lo a lot of you generally have fewer problems i mean church most churches would be fine if it was just like the minister and them <laughs> and god they would be fine wouldn't they but it's the people but the benefit is we only have our own experiences and um other people have other experiences that are, are beneficial uh their own stories their own journeys there are people who are more mature in the faith than us that can help us um i think also just as a general rule if you look at anyone who has so talking about marathon if you look at some of the great marathon runners they don't do it by themselves they 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 they're part of a community i mean obviously you do some you can do some running by yourself but you look you've got they've got coaches they've got other runners in the community they learn no one becomes a great musician just by um deciding they're going to become a great mu musician you, you kind of you, you only excel at things, I think, if you're part of a community of people who do it. And I think it's the same in terms of growing and in your relationship with God. Yeah, I think that's that's really helpful. And one of the things that I've noticed over the last few months is we've started a new life group as a, um, my wife and I, Nadia, we have heard different testimony stories of how God has worked in people's lives and brought them to this point. And actually week after week, hearing different different people we would just kind of do things as on our own we wouldn't have heard that and i know in our in our staff teams we've heard testimonies from one another and and on sundays hearing what god is doing in other people's lives is for our encouragement it's a reminder that that he's at work in different ways in different situations it broadens our worship for him and and then also the gifts that people bring into community can be used well um, be that giving or music or teaching or serving or administration all these different things um, so yeah by being in community we see the flourishing of God's people for the good of God's people um, and that builds our worship that builds our prayerfulness I mean it's easier to pray sometimes with others than on your own yeah. um, because you then feel mutually encouraged yes. So yeah, I think yeah, neat. Not uh, we've got quite an individualistic society at yes, the moment. Yeah. It's private, personal faith. You can believe that, just don't put it on me. Go and do that in your own time. Have that leisure pursuit. But we box things in, and so the growing challenge I think for the church in the West and for us in the UK is not to overlook the priority of community, and that was highlighted in COVID mm. pandemic, wasn't it? So gathering, building one another up, encouraging one another realizing we need each other is really important yeah. as well um, and so yeah some of those disciplines we mentioned at the start um what does that look like worship celebration guidance um guidance at the moment is one area that i think ah oh, if only more people did that in a corporate sense i think often i hear of people oh well god's you know spoken to me and i've decided right, yeah. this like okay why haven't you included other people yeah that's right yeah 
I think, uh, yeah, that's really yeah. helpful and I think is necessary. I think is how God intended it to work as well, because by ourselves, we can hear all kinds of things or we can <clears throat> misinterpret things or we, we're prone naturally or to, to kind of hear the things we want to hear as well, I think, yeah. sometimes. So having other people who are around us who maybe a bit more objective can speak into our situation and confirm or challenge yes. the decisions we're making, the guidance we think we've received. Yeah. It's really helpful. And that's got a humble position to be. Absolutely, in. yeah. So, look, I, I kind of want this and I've felt this, but I'm ready to lay that on the table yeah. because I value Christian brother and sister in Christ, your input, and I want your support and prayer and, and actually, you know, maybe even elders or those that are in responsibility over me I, I want to submit to that and be led in the right path for this key decision and that's quite, so it's quite a humble position to take it's quite a wise position to take but also it's community building because mm. it goes oh yeah we we do this together mm. yeah so there we go uh, we've looked a bit of meditation a bit of guidance uh, gathered um spiritual disciplines and um maybe just to say that I don't think we ever arrive <laughs> where we were like no, that's right. 10 out of 10 on each. Yeah. Um, and you talked at the start about having a season of focusing in on a few disciplines, be that fasting or yeah. whatever else. And that, that'd be my experience too. And maybe God might nudge me in one area. I think, okay, yeah, I need to grow in that. Yeah. Sometimes um, like you might like uh, we had a sermon at our church a few weeks ago on prayer and that really, made me think yeah that's probably an area i need to focus in on for a while because mm -hmm. i've not neglected it but i've perhaps maybe not been as disciplined been a bit haphazard in how i've gone about it so yeah mm -hmm. absolutely i think sometimes god i think that's part part of spiritual disciplines is about developing that relationship with god so that we can hear when he is putting his finger on something and saying you need to focus on this or you need to think about this or here's a passage from the gut bible you could probably benefit from yeah. dwelling on yeah great so um and the only final thing i thought i'd mention is that he, this book um celebration of disciplines yeah. paints it in the light of a celebration and wow we have a loving father wanting to spend time with us by his holy spirit um through his son what an opportunity to just enjoy and celebrate and recognize who he is in our situation and that's what these disciplines enable so yeah it is a very good book and uh so i think that one of the things i appreciate about it is the things that richard foster says holds up here's a discipline like uh servanthood or we talked about humility the act of being humble is a spiritual discipline in itself kind of thing according to the way Richard Foster looks at it and I found that quite helpful kind of broadens your horizon because for a lot of us spiritual disciplines can be quite a small narrow kind of set of particular uh, habits so well thank you Oz for that um, yeah and hopefully uh, those of you listening and watching found something in there you might want to meditate on or reflect on uh, because the point of disciplines is that they are the things 
not things that you watch other people talk about they are things that you practice yourself so hopefully this may have given you something to to think about something helpful to start uh, you on this journey of exploring these spiritual disciplines and as i said we'll have another couple of sessions on looking maybe looking at how we put some of these things into practice or at least the attitude of of wanting to grow and, and have these kind of uh, this relationship with god put them into practice in in home and in uh, in the workplace so thank you for joining us and uh, may you know god growing closer to you every single day